Welcome. Thank you for downloading this episode of Parks and Conversation. Today we will be rewatching and discussing season two, episode two, The Stakeout. My name is Jason and I'm joined by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? So good. Good to hear. Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Well, you know, social distancing. It's a it's rough. Uh, I forgot how to have conversations with people um, outside of my immediate family. Other than like typing. Yeah. My my word, my face. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It don't it don't work good. Face work. Right things. Mouth work bad. And I can talk directly into a camera if I need to. But when there's another person on the other end of this conversation, it's like, what the who the. And this, we're saying all these things and, you know, who knows, maybe the COVID-19 situation is all over by the time this actually gets posted. But right now we're in the thick of it. And so it's craziness. Wish us luck, um, future yes, people. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> and maybe you downloaded this, uh, you know, in 2048 and you were like, what's this podcast situation? I like parks. I like conversations and you had no idea this was even about a TV show called Parks and Recreation. Um, well, welcome. Thank you for b- being here. There was a real big sickness happening in our country. And uh, yeah, I'm and, glad that you were able to find this after the wreckage of our civilization. And, so, yet, and yet somehow you made it to season two. Maybe this is the only one that survived. I, I, I think, the internet. I, you know, I think that's a great segue because this is going to be the best episode ever. You think so? Once we start it, yeah. Well, this is all recording, so this is all started. This is all on tape. <laughs> so uh, this episode is called The Stakeout, and uh, it is essentially, uh, Leslie has created a community garden in the pit, and she is tending to the garden one day and finds that somebody seems to have planted marijuana, the devil weed in the garden what's your opinion uh, on uh on community gardens um i think uh, that was gonna go a different way wasn't it (laughs) i'm ready community gardens (laughs) are a gateway garden Uh into a life of horticulture that you just you know they call it a green thumb but really it's a greed thumb because pretty soon (laughs) pretty this is dumb (laughs) pretty soon you're like hey man i'm not sharing my zucchini with you or you're growing huge zucchini and you become a zucchini pusher. And people are like, I don't even like zucchini. It's like, well, just give it a try, man. Give it a try. Is that why people have so much Make of it? Make it in some bread. <laughs> <laughs> just, can't get, just can't get rid of it. <laughs> Making zucchini edibles. <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> zucchini BD. ZBD. ZBD. <laughs> uh, zucchini brownies are the best. Are they? I've never had a zucchini brownie. <laughs> Are they good? No, I, I don't know. I thought we were doing a whole thing on zucchini. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. I did go to somebody's house uh, a while ago, like a couple years ago, an older, an older couple. I was visiting them and just saying hi. And uh, she had made cupcakes. And they were delicious. And as I was eating them, she said, there's sauerkraut in them. <laughs> it's like, 
what? <laughs> yeah, they're sauerkraut. They make it keeps them moist. I was like, oh, okay. I'm learning so much today. And fermented. Yeah. These are so, the best fermented cupcakes I've ever had. I should have known when she like crumbled hers up and put it on a hot dog. What what's after a community garden? Like if that's the gateway, like then then where do you go? Well, then you start doing a bigger grow operation okay. where you build a greenhouse in your basement. Like a farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to keep it on the DL. That's why this is an underground operation in this episode, because it is literally below ground in the pit. So thinking about this community garden situation, she's built built this garden in the pit, right? Uh-huh. And it, it's not a, the best place for light. Well, and not only that, but it's uh, the, the soil can't be great. Right. Yeah, you dug, I just you, don't understand. You dug down past the topsoil. Everyone knows the nutrients is in like the first several inches of, of, of soil. Everyone knows. Yeah, you're down into the hard pan, the rock, the, the sedimentary layers. It's just not good growing material. The garbage that people have been throwing down into the pit. I mean, that could eventually turn into fertilizer, but you got to give it at least a good 20, 30 years. Yeah, and Leslie, if we know anything about Leslie, nope, she is not patient. So... Unless there was a big time gap between episode one and episode two of season two. I don't think so. No. There's no way to know for sure. I don't have the screenplay in front of me. And it didn't have a 20 years later. Um, Plus, they don't look different. They don't. And they don't have flying cars like in Blade Runner. So. That's the reason. There you go. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, so there's three main plot lines to this episode. We've, we're completely off the rails, and this is the one that worked. Um, so uh, there's three main plot lines. There's Leslie and the garden and the weed and the stake out there. Then there's a plot line with Anne and Mark because Leslie gave Anne the go-ahead to pursue a relationship with Mark Brandanowitz. And then there's the C line, which has Ron Swanson, who is suffering the effects of a hernia that uh, was aggravated when he, as he said, made the mistake of sneezing. So those are the three main lines. Of the three, Jeremy, which one is your favorite? I, I was just thinking that Ron's. It, and and I don't, this is hard to, not to get you know too serious. It's the funniest line, in my opinion. It's the funniest thread. And, but I think it's because it's so, it's not as prevalent. You know, it's not the main line. So you're able to have those jokes and make it kind of ridiculous. Whereas you actually need the main thread the the pit in the uh garden to be a little bit more realistic to move the story along but i really like what they do with ron kind of keeping him in the background but he does you know eventually become front and center in several episodes which i think also makes you know looking back on these these shows these sub characters kind of have to step up to take the pressure off of the main character so um i just went way off the rails there but yeah i like what did which one did you like well, I would agree that I think Ron and April's storyline is the most fun part of this episode. But I also um, I really like the dynamic between Ron and April yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start to see April start to care about somebody other than herself. Yeah. Um, and she looks at Ron as like a father figure who is completely different than her actual father figure her dad that we meet later on in, in this season. Um, and so Ron is just this, like he, he carries a level of apathy that 
April really respects. Yes. Because he doesn't care about his job, but he deeply cares about the people that he works with, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't know how to communicate that. And that's part of the growth of him, his character over the seasons. Um, and so this is just one of those things where we start to see April become more, um, more a part of the family and bonding with Ron. Um, Based on the way that this episode started, I never would have guessed we, have got, we would have gotten to this deep of analysis because that was really, really well said. So hopefully people stuck to this point. I doubt it. Yeah, I me doubt too. It. Yeah. So this is really just for the, uh, the, you know, the future people who found this probably in a pit. I literally have nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love Ron and and April's relationship, and it's it's a really wholesome, non creepy, like just throughout the series. I mean, there's so many great moments. The crows. I mean, so much stuff that we'll get into. It's it's really great to see them, like make these different relationships, and uh, I don't know, make, make them good. Like you know, it's it's easy for to create so much tension in these shows where characters hate each other, want to argue and are mean. Like, you know, that's why we get Jerry, the punching bag. But, you know, Ron and April, it's it's really fun to watch them do kind of their thing. And uh Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into more of that. Yeah. It they are I think they are really the for me, they're the life of the this show. Like Chris Pratt is great. Andy is really funny. But the the life of the show, I really do think is Ron and April. Yeah. Um, and I think they're the ones who have the biggest character transformation throughout the series. So yeah, they're they're fun. I like them. I like them. So l- let's talk a little bit about what happens here because it, it cuts between the three plot lines and um it is it's it would be confusing, I think, to go back and forth between the three because they're all so different. Sure. And this one, the most different. And so Ron makes the mistake of sneezing. And so he's sitting there in his office, not moving at all because he didn't want to hurt himself even further. Um, and he's like, I'm Ron. I got this. He's, he, does, he doesn't think it's going to be a problem. Um, and so April comes in and he's like, April, can you give me my lunch? <laughs> And she's like, oh, you want me to go get it? It's like, no, it's just there on the table. Give it to me. <laughs> okay, well, no, hold on. Those, These are some of my favorite. I'll try to, we'll try to point these out as we go. But like when they actually use the camera to tell a joke, and it's not just because it's the camera, but just because it, when it's done well, it's so great because it is. He's just asking for his lunch. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, typical thing for a boss to do until we see that it's literally two feet away. Like the camera, you know, uh, pulls back. And that's when we see that his lunch is sitting there on his desk. He just can't, he literally can't move two feet. So those kind of visual, uh, those are, those are so well done. Um, yeah. Rest of development does it sometimes. And I mean, lots of shows do it, but I think um, whoever's in charge of those kinds of jokes really do, really does a great job on, on Parks and Rec and, and they do it a lot in the office and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the question that I always ask when I see that, that interaction is how did it get there in the first place? <laughs> yes. Postmates. So, like somebody from the like the cafeteria at City Hall like brought him the food and left it there. And he either didn't care about them at the time or didn't want to appear weak. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But he just like, yeah, right there's fine. He didn't say no, put it closer to me. <laughs> this is this is the hard hitting in-depth analysis people come for. How did Ron's food get on the desk? 
Yeah. It's, but, well, there, there, there's these questions that come up. Yes. Uh, that, you know, it, it resonates with Ron as a character to not want to look needy mm-hmm. to some to a stranger or to somebody who's so far beneath him. Right. Like, I don't need your help. Um, and so just yeah, so it it's there. just I'll, sitting there. I'll figure it out. You, yeah. you, you, you can go. Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> so it's just yeah, that that always makes me laugh. Um, and so April was like, "Is this some kind of weird power trip?" He's like, "No, just please." <laughs> and he, when he finally gets it, he can't bring his arms up to his face, so he just throws the food at himself, which is again hilarious just to watch him try to like throw a burger at his face. Well, who hasn't so, done that? Well, I haven't. Oh, wow. um, but I'm not. Um, I'm not against it. You're missing out, man. But I just know the most efficient uh, food delivery system is really just like a burrito. And well, yes, everything on a tortilla is a, a path to world peace. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So April, that's one interaction. Later, April comes back and is like, uh, "Are you okay? I'm gonna because she's worried about him." Um, and so she's like, "He's like, I have a hernia." So she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to go. I'll get a car and I'll drive you." there no, not, no not, question and not only that but she comes back after hours yeah and, and it, it is that's i do think it's important because you just she's she is that person that you almost think that she wouldn't care like all right whatever but the fact that she comes back is just i don't know that's that's a big part of that the beginning of that relationship yeah and so um she has to go steal her dad's car and come back again so this is her third trip to the to the office when she finally gets Ron, um, which raised the question: Why didn't she just take Ron's car? <laughs> There's like so many levels here of like why why are you doing this the hardest way possible? Um, so anyway. because Ron Ron probably rode a horse in or something like that's just his style. But sneezing is what aggravated his hernia. <laughs> So it was, he, he admitted it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I made the mistake of sneezing. So, yeah. So anything else with Ron and April that we need to, cover? I mean, I, I love that part of this episode. Um, it is very, it, it, it showcases her personality more. Um, yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the, the little joke where she says, sorry, it took so long. Well, first, the, the motion sensor lights get turned off on Ron. So he's just sitting there in the dark. Um, he can't yeah. even he, he's so incapacitated. He can't even turn on the motion lights. And then she comes back and she doesn't say sorry or anything. She's like, I had to wait till my dad fell asleep to steal the car. <laughs> it's like that's what, and Ron's like, it's, it's fine. I'm like, yeah, yeah I yeah, get it. Totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you it was four hours later it's fine <laughs> this is also as a part of ron's life like we don't have at this point much of his outside of work life figured out right like we don't know what he does yeah no no one's no one's coming to find him right he is all alone and and so how does an uh, intern get back into city hall after hours uh, she knows how to steal her dad's car, so I'm sure she knows how to get into the building. There you go. There's a lot of public buildings that are open late, which is weird. We should find them. Uh, I wouldn't say we should find them, but like I'm teaching a class at um, at a local university, and it's an evening class, and I'm surprised how many doors are unlocked at like 9.30 p.m. 
It's just like, wow, these are all unlocked. People can just come in this building anytime. Interesting. So they do have security. So I'm not trying to. Oh, sure. Walking walk it back now. Yeah, I'm totally walking it back. All right. So, so now. So what else do we have? OK, yeah. so let's go back to the uh, the top of the show. All right. So Leslie and Tom are in the the pit unless he's talking about the community garden and how uh, how great it's coming along. And then it cuts to a talking head with Tom because Leslie th- believes for some reason that Tom is a master horticulturist, that he knows what plants are called. And every time she asks him a name, he just gives her a uh, a rapper name. So like the the ditties the bone thugs and harmoniums uh, and all these different names. And uh, I think that's are coming along nicely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's just like, she's not listening really uh, to what Tom's saying, because he's not trying to come up with something that doesn't sound uh, fake, Um, but she's just so into whatever she's doing that Tom knows, like I can say whatever I want. She's not going to listen to what I'm saying. But also do you think that because he's, seemingly showing that he knows what he's talking about that is what allows him because what's he doing this whole time he's sitting in a chair while leslie's doing the work and so it's tom's way like he's always doing that yeah but i I mean is it because he is like oh yeah i know i know what i'm talking about i know it's fine i'm just i'll just be over here being an expert and she just rolls with it it's like oh okay that's fine you don't have to help yeah she's very naive in a lot of ways so and maybe she's never heard of bone thugs and harmony or the or ludicrous or diddy maybe yeah or uh you know the difference between carrot tops and uh other spices right because that's really the inciting incident in this whole thing because she's looking at these carrots and she says the carrots are coming along nicely it's like well the best way to know about those carrots is to roll them up in a joint and smoke them uh because he thinks it's weed because so tom doesn't know what weed looks like Leslie doesn't know what weed looks like, uh, but then it becomes a real problem for for Leslie. So cuts to credits. She comes in to Ron's office. He's still not moving. And uh, she's like, I'm, somebody planted a uh, a gateway drug in the community garden. He's like, OK, <laughs> again, Ron is like, whatever. Um, and so this kicks her off on the stakeout with Tom, who is uh not really into doing anything so well and uh, at that so they, point ron ron says just call the cops this is their thing he tells her right there just yeah. call the cop but she doesn't want to because she thinks it's gonna be a scandal that drugs were found in her community garden on her lot right which would bring about the ruin of her community garden right and her park so yeah all right so they set up the stakeout outside of um the pit which also conveniently is close to uh ann's house and ann and leslie have already talked that they're going on a date that night and so uh not ann and leslie yeah ann and mark are going on a date and so she leslie is conveniently in a place where she can stake out the garden and see ann and mark on their date multitasking candy she brought the dark clothes she's brought the can the camera all the things you need for a, a successful stakeout many many pounds of candy can and candy um, necklaces not like a good candy no and not not like a variety of candies candy no. necklaces 
Yeah, really gross. And I, I don't like those ever. Those are the, like the grossest candy. Why, why would people want to put sugar around their neck, I guess, well, is my thing. Yeah, and then eat it like slowly over time. So every time you take a bite of this candy necklace, just take one little circle of candy and then like it snaps back onto your neck. Um, you just are throwing all kinds of germs all over yourself. You're gross. Yeah, and candy if, necklaces should be outlawed. If you don't get thank a, you for coming to my TED talk. If you don't get a clean break on on that, and you get a little bit of slobber on any of the adjacent uh, candy beads, when it hits your neck, it's just going to get sticky, right? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's going to attract ants. You're going to have all sorts of problems. <laughs> and if you have ants climbing up to your neck, you have many, many ants. So this is bad news. Bad news all around. Uh, yeah, so they're in the, uh, the van, the park van, um, and just white a, without window with only one window, right? Which is a terrible, like stakeout van because they're in the back. They're not even in the front seats of this van. Um, and so they're in the van and they see Mark and, uh, Anne leaving to go on their date. And Tom is like, man, he's, he's such a player and he's like, yeah, anyway. Uh, I th- that story is the least favorite of my story part of this show, the Anne and Mark stuff. But then again, I hate Mark. Um, They're just so boring. They are, they are boring. Uh, but then there's a mysterious figure that's coming into the pit, and that mysterious figure is Andy Dwyer, who, as we saw in episode one, is currently living in the pit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Tom and and Leslie are trying to figure out or like say, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, what are you doing? We're watching because somebody planted weed in the garden. He's like, I thought those were the tops of carrots. Again, (laughs) so many people know that these are carrots. (laughs) And uh, but nope, Leslie is looking for a scandal. So um, so they enlist Andy to help with the stakeout. Uh, And so he comes into the van and she gives him a candy necklace. And he eats eats it like right away. There's the whole thing in his mouth, which then comes like the second favorite joke in this whole episode. Those have a string in it to which Andy replies, not mine. <laughs> yeah, this one didn't. <laughs> he ate the whole candy necklace, string and everything uh, and gets on a sugar high. And then they're like, you need to get some real food. He's like, yeah, I've only had fruits and vegetables. <laughs> so they go and get uh, Leslie and. Chris then go to get burgers, um, leaving Tom alone at the van. And somehow Tom locks himself out, then tries to break in. Mark and Ann come home at the same time. They see Tom trying to break into the van. They call the cops. And then Tom confronts Louis C.K. playing Officer Dave, um, which is going to be an ongoing character for several episodes. Uh, as as Dave, I, do, you, do you know Dave's last name? I don't know Dave's last name. I don't. It's Officer. It's Officer Dave. Um, what do you think about Louis C.K. San- as Officer Sanderson. Dave? It's Sanderson. Yes. This, this just in. Sorry, Thank you. My intern. It took a while for my intern to find it. How you have an intern? You don't? No, I have my dog sleeping on the floor over here. Well, she needs to get to work. I guess. 
What well, I thought, so, yeah. I, I mean, okay, it's hard not looking back. Like, if you don't look through the lens of the future, <laughs> Louis C.K. is very funny. Like, if you just, you know, just take the yeah. performance to this performance, I thought I I remember watching it back in the day and going, "This guy is." I didn't know much about him. This is one of my first times I had been. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, uh, not, not, that won't be the best choice of words what you're thinking <laughs> this yeah, is the first time you've experienced i've his experienced comedy. Uh, his, his comedy and i just love how awkward he was especially like later on when they interview him about his how he feels about leslie it's just on point it's great so yeah i thought it was yeah that was really good because he's he's a perfect kind of combination he's great as a pawnee cop where he's not a total you know big city hard headed cop but he's also not an absolute you know worthless goof so i thought they did, did a really nice job of balancing this character of someone who once you get past that very first layer of being a cop he's actually okay so i thought that was a, a nice choice yeah i i think he does a really good job as well every time he's doing a talking head he is talking like he's being deposed right for a, a court trial yeah and so he's like very matter of fact. These are the details. And he will often give too many details mm-hmm. about his feelings towards Leslie. Um, but yeah, and they do that again later with police uh, doing a series of talking heads where they're all like very matter of fact. These are the details. Like right. they're not trying right. to like spin it in any way. And I love that because, you know, cops are like they're supposed to be fact based and like give you the details that you need and so that's what he does every time he's talking to the camera and he's often like i've said i i've said too much i don't <laughs> well, want to talk I'm, about I'm that done. anymore <laughs> yeah so this will um so tom is like he, he is aggressively not cooperating with dave because he thinks dave is uh profiling him for being indian while in a van um which a great joke. There's no stereotypes of Indians sitting in vans. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Tom actually ends up getting arrested because he was being belligerent. Um, and, uh, and so that leads to Leslie and, um, Leslie and Mark and Ann going to the police station to try to bail Tom out. And she's throwing a fit. She hits the table like, nope no several times so it's very leslie um and uh yeah eventually you know they get to a point where they're not going to arrest tom but they just need to keep him overnight and so leslie stays there um and uh they build they start to build what could be a romance between dave and leslie um when 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 she says uh when he's like she's just going off and he says ma'am this is a police matter and she says, yeah. well, it doesn't seem to matter to the police. He's like, okay, that, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> yes, that was very funny. <laughs> Were you going to say something? Oh, no, that was just oh. a, a funny joke that they wrote into the show. That's a, it's a comedy show. So that was a funny joke that they did. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, so, to, I wanted to point that out. Um. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> when they, uh, when Anna and, and Mark leave, they're like, Leslie, let's let, let us take you home. And she's like, no, Tom needs a friend here when he gets outside. Prison changes a man. <laughs> Prison. So, she's, uh, she's there for him. Uh, so she wakes up, Tom comes out, and then Dave takes Leslie and Tom back to the garden to, because Leslie said, somebody planted weed out here. So they, uh, they go to the garden and Dave sees, 
the alleged weed and it is carrot tops. Like these are the tops of carrots. And then he's like, oh, is this your friend's house right over here that went on that date with that guy? I, I see what's happening. And Dave puts it all together. Like this stakeout was just really a way to watch your friend um, with you're going. She's going out with this guy. And um, yeah. And so that kind of wraps up the episode. We see Leslie is having a hard time letting go of Mark, but trying to. But at the same time, they're bringing a new interest into Leslie's life. Dave Sanderson. And so is it Anderson? Sanderson. Sanderson. Yeah. Sanderson. So, yeah. And then uh, that's kind of the end of the episode, right? I mean, yeah. not much else. Not much else, except um, one of the, the big points, though, during this whole thing is is Andy finds out that Anne is seeing somebody else. Right. Yeah. And, and then he, he actually literally sees- falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just fails into the pit. He's out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the police come, he like jumps, dives into the pit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Okay. Now I I think that there was I think that there was weed in the garden. I, I think that Tom did kind of know. Uh Leslie didn't and Andy didn't. Um because when they go, she says she makes a comment, it was here, saying that it was gone. And the only reason why I would not die on this hill, but I would say that this is something they come back because later there's a character who admits to <laughs> planting things in community gardens right. all, all over the town. So I'm just saying whether they know it is or not, I, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but just because of that joke, I think that, you know, I don't know, somebody, somebody came and took it. I don't know, which I think is maybe funny. I don't know. They, yeah. They do leave a letter, a layer of mystery uh, <laughs> as you, See later, somebody is, ha, has a tendency to plant illicit substances in community gardens. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, good second episode. Things, they, they're moving things forward. Um, we are missing from this episode altogether, Donna and Jerry. They're not in this at all, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a bummer because they are great characters. Yeah. Um, but overall, it seemed like... The main people in this episode, they all had important things to do to move their characters forward. Um, other than Ann and Mark, but they're boring and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so they are the beige um, it, of this show. Oh, yes, they are the beige. That's a perfect descriptor of how boring they are. Yeah. Anne gets much more interesting, but paired with Mark. Bleh. That's how I feel. That's good. That's a good descriptor. Um, yeah. the, the button on it is uh, the um, Tom comes out and says at the very end when they're in the courtyard, Ann and Dave are, are Ann and Dave Ann and Mark yeah. are sitting right. in, in the courtyard and he's like, hey, thanks for being racist and calling the cops on me and walks yeah. off. Thanks for call- arresting the cops and th- making them think I'm a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and Actually, we were thought you were a pervert (laughs) i still do (laughs) yeah that was good so what overall uh how did you how did you feel how'd you feel about that episode how'd you feel about the characters and their the story and their arcs i felt good i I liked this episode i do think uh i think adding dave officer dave into the story is is good um, because it it this is one of the ways that they start to build the town of Pawnee a mm-hmm. little bit more. Um, and Pawnee is a wonderful place. So 
um yeah so i thought overall it's like this is good what they're doing like it's a very like tight-knit cast and so anytime they build a longer arc with a character i think that's helpful so yeah what about you oh no same thing i uh, i think that that was that was a good uh way as well to kind of get mark more out of the picture because if him and Anne break up we're not as invested because it's not our main character so once he eventually leaves it's not that not that devastating you know not that it would have been it's always hard to lose a beige wall but you know what do you do i uh i recently did a drywall project in my house Mm -hmm. and it is currently beige oh nice um so is it brandanowitz beige that yeah that's actually what the uh the texture spray on texture thing said it was brandanowitz beige and i'm like oh that's cool wow that's really good good job parks and rec marketing department licensing wall texture getting that gildan money gildan money yes they make paint oh right yeah the paint company Mm -hmm. i thought you meant like it was like like a horse that was castrated oh no gilded gilding gild gilder it's a gold gold horse that was castrated i don't (laughs) i don't know doesn't sound like it's gonna be a very fast horse either way so and that's season two (laughs) episode two yeah that was it (laughs) yeah the stakeout next uh the next episode is also good (laughs) Uh, i can't remember off the top of my head what it is um but yeah we'll be back to record episode season two episode three and uh we look forward to discussing that and all that stuff so yeah with all that said i you know i guess that's it right jeremy yeah as far as i know okay all right well i'll uh see you later sometime in the future okay all right okay bye bye (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.